Please listen carefully. Hi, I'm Paul Frields. And I'm Dave Guzman. And welcome to Practical Bass, where each week we find a topic of interest to you, the working bass player, and we sort of take it apart and look at it from a lot of different directions and uh, hopefully impart some wisdom and also invite you, the listeners, to come back at us with some feedback, right? Come back at us with your take on that topic. You can give us feedback in a lot of different ways. Uh, One of them is to visit our website at practicalbase.com, where we have a feedback form. You can also just contact us by email straight up at podcast at practicalbase.com. But you can also find us on the social networks, right? You find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter and Google+. Even Instagram. So if you'd like to send us a picture of you being angry or happy at whatever we've said, <laughs> even that would be acceptable. <laughs> um, and you can, you can of course, hashtag us at uh, Practical Base as well on, uh, on any of those networks. And uh, we, we really look forward to hearing from you. That, uh, that conversation is important to me and Dave. We read everything that we get, and, uh, and we do listen to you carefully for topics that you're interested in. Um, that has already propelled several of our episodes, and we hope that, uh, that we'll be able to do several more like that. So please, please send us some listener mail. And uh, yeah, let's, let's start gabbing. Speaking of gabbing. Dave, what are we going to gab about? Oh, today we're gabbing about money. Money, 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 money. You got it, baby. Money. We're going to talk about how we uh, how we deal with that money conversation. Yeah. Right? Yeah. How we how we approach it professionally and and how we get into that discussion, you yeah. know, when when we're talking about the the gigging process. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I mean, and I mean, we're all in this when we say you know, working bass players, hopefully like you guys are working for money, right? Not for right. free uh, most of the time. So at least most of the time, if not all of it. Right. Dave, so when did you make that transition? When did you get paid for your first gig? Wait, so I can actually get paid for playing bass? Uh, yes. <laughs> yes, you can, Dave. Well, I had it is no a skill. I had no idea. I had no idea. They were telling me I'm the bass player. I don't. It is not just. It is not just abuse and bad musician jokes. You actually can get paid as well. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you need not receive only abuse. You may also receive dollars. Yeah. Oh no, my first. Uh, yeah, I, my first paying gig was. Uh, it was big time. It was like twenty five. 25 smackers yeah yeah it was a it was a very uh it was a big band it was like 10 people we were playing bluegrass (laughs) at like a student union at a school that i didn't even go to yeah so it might have been a good paycheck if it was a power trio but like for a first gig but But not with 10 people not with 10 people (laughs) yeah it also wasn't really a great performance we probably didn't deserve the 25 each but Oh, uh, don't be harsh. Come on. I'm sure you were awesome. Uh, For first gig. It was a first gig. You know. Everybody's got to have a first gig. Just thank goodness, you know, iPhones and video and YouTube were not invented then. <laughs> <laughs> It didn't yeah. happen, except for this podcast. Now it happened. Now, now it's a real thing. I again. just turned it into eternity. Yeah, you, you have, you've captured it. We have memorialized Oof. your first gig now. Well, it was amazing, anyways. Just for the record. Okay. Yeah, it was incredible. Oh, you, 
Um, we'll end it <laughs> best there. gig ever. Best gig ever. Yeah. Sorry that you missed that one. So huge. Back in uh, 2002. Woo, it was a biggie. Yeah. Um, how, how about how about you, Paul? What was your what was your first big paying gig? Um, <laughs> yeah. So I think I I don't. It wasn't very much either. I think I was. I think I was maybe the recipient of like forty dollars. Nice. And some beer at uh, my first paid gig was a. Right. It was when I was in college as yep. a fraternity party, and we did have a five piece band. Yeah. So it wasn't a ten piece, so like easier to orchestrate and yeah. didn't have to split up the money quite as many ways. Right. So, so yeah, 40 bucks and some beer and, um, yeah, it was interesting. We were, you know, we were a, a college yeah. cover band. So wait, so the, the fraternity gave you free beer. Yes, they did. Wow. All yes, right. They did. <laughs> it was like a throw in. Yeah. Um, so the topic of pay, like we knew, I don't know about your first gig. Mm-hmm. We knew what we were going to get paid at our first gig. Yeah. So I mean, it was definitely settled. We had a specific amount that we, uh, that we negotiated and it wasn't a hard negotiation. We got what we wanted. Right. Um, how do you deal with that topic though, when you get a call for a gig, like some gigs with yeah. bands, it's easy. Like you got a contract, you have an, you have a pre-decided rate or something like that. But right. how do you deal with that topic when somebody calls you about a gig? Yeah. Like, yeah. So if they don't come right out with what, what the compensation is, um, I guess like off the top, I don't commit to the gig unless if I know how much I'm getting paid for it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like as, uh, you know, as kind of cold as that sounds, um, for me, like, I guess I was given some advice years ago that like, you're, you're either doing it for the fun or you're doing it for the money. Right. Right. And when you're not having fun and you're not making money, then like, what, what are you doing? Yeah. Why are you here? Right. Right. Like you, there, there are other things that you could be doing in, in your life. Um, and it could involve music, right? Like yeah. you, you could be spending that time working on your chops. Yeah. That might be more valuable. Yep. You know, you could um, be at home writing, recording, who knows? You know? Right. Right. I mean, I, I, you know, I do play, I, I do play some gigs that are lower free paying gigs, you know, if, if I want to be there, if it's part of that like fun category. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I try to be upfront with what the the topic of money is is always a, a little bit hairy, but I try to be upfront with it. Yeah. Um, with what my expectations are. You know, at the end of the day it, it's a it's a trade. Yep. And and I try to be honest, you know, when I approach that, you know, that conversation around, you know, time, uh time with the family, time with myself versus like, you know, the pay piece of it. So yeah, that, like you're you're trading it off is what you're saying. Like right, that time is time that you could be spending with your family or doing other things, and so that time right. is really worth. It has a value exactly put on it exactly. Yeah, yeah. And how how do you deal with the uh, with this topic? Yeah, I mean, I I do definitely think about it the same way. I mean, I I feel like we're gonna preach to the choir a little bit in sure. this episode, maybe, but. You know, as the listeners are are hearing us, I mean, some of them are probably going to nod their heads in agreement. I mean, there are other people that I know who they will take any opportunity to play in front of people, no matter what. And I think that that is a that is a a really dangerous and low bar to set for yourself, right? Because basically, what you're telling people is that I will take I will take anything means basically I don't put any value right on what I provide. Right. Right. 
Now, I definitely think people should set that value based on, you know, being honest with themselves and listening honestly and openly to what other people express to them or the feedback they get. Like if you play a lot and you can't get anybody to come to your gigs, you know, you're getting, that is feedback, right? Right. Of a sort, right? That is feedback. And if you're not listening to it, then you're, you know, you're kind of putting your hands over your eyes and, and ears. Yep. And kind of ignoring that. That's right. Um, you know, and on the other hand, if you are playing gigs and constantly people are people are showing up, you get huge response, lots of people telling you, but yet you're not asking for pay or you're getting very little pay, that is also an issue, right? And you should address that as well. Right. Um so yeah, I think I mean, I just wanted to follow up on that value idea because I just think yeah. you know, you said something that was so powerful in this is a trade-off between my family or you know the other things that i want to do that i i really love and this other thing which i may also really love but you know if i'm there not out of a sense of just sheer enjoyment then you know it has to it has it comes with a price right so yeah so sometimes like i will get calls where people are like the first thing that they say is what are you doing on such and such a night the setup that is absolutely if if i could erase a sentence from every musician or band leader or whoever's uh uh vocabulary mm-hmm. that would be it right because it implies that if i am not already engaged in a gig nothing else that i could be doing would be as good as whatever is being offered right that better be a really really good offer on the other side like right uh so (laughs) there's this gig like there's a gig at the you know the hamilton in dc like which is this really famous hotel and there's like a beautiful stage there and stuff yeah you're going to be playing a private party for the king of jordan you're going to be taking home five figures right that night like you know right complete pipe dream right right if that something like that is not on the other end of that sentence, then this is a silly way to start that conversation. Right. You know, what are right. you doing that night? Well, what business is it of right. yours? What I'm doing? I don't know. Do you want to hang right? out? Is that what we're doing? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to go get some, get a beer? Yeah. Have dinner. <laughs> That's right. Cause that could be great. That could be awesome. Right. Right. So that <laughs> I, I can't stand getting that kind of call. I mean, I like getting the call. I love getting the call. Don't get me wrong. Like getting the call is, is a, is a wonderful experience. I'm grateful anytime somebody calls, but I also feel like the, the, what I want to hear is, Hey, I have, are, are you doing gigs with, with, uh, are you doing gigs with people? Like, can, are you in a position where you can take a gig? I've got this date, this time it's this kind of, you know, it's, it's a casual, you know, we're going to be doing like standards, whatever, we're going to be doing like top 40 or, you know, whatnot. It's this long, uh, and it right. pays X amount of money, right? And here's and here's where it yeah. is, right? And like, give all the details. There's nothing to hide, right? Yeah, because it, because when you get that message, and it, and it, it depends on where it's coming from. But if you get you know a musician that's saying, "Hey, are you available? On, are are you available on this date? Do you have anything going on in this date?" You have to already start in with a with like some padding, some yeah. white lie just to give yourself padding. So you don't end up in that position where you're telling him, no, it's yeah. not enough yeah. money. So you have to like 
already started like, I don't know. I'm not sure. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I love uh, the voice. I mean, um, I got a thing that I'm doing, but I don't know. <laughs> Why? Why? More Why do details. You ask? Why do you ask, sir? Need information. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now, this is a specific... Now, now having the freedom to do that, I, in saying this, I think it's important to recognize that I got a day job in addition to playing bass. And that puts right. me in a situation where I can say no to some gigs. There are plenty of bass players working at a pace or at a frequency beyond what I'm doing that can't and don't afford to turn those gigs down, right? Totally take, different. It doesn't matter. Yeah. If it's paying, I'm yeah. playing, right? right? And I have absolute respect for that. So in saying this, like I am not ignoring the fact that there are people out there who you you take anything that is paying well. Right. right? There's an asterisk to this whole thing that yeah. if, the, if it's your sole source of income, yeah. Then when you do look at like, oh, Tuesday at 8 p.m., yeah, I'm available. Yeah. <laughs> it's a yeah. different story. Yeah. Right. And and my, I guess my take on it is, I tr I mean, do I put myself in the category of, you know, some of the amazing musicians that I've heard out there and people that I know are making their living on bass? No, I do not. Not as good as some right. of them. But I really, really try all the time to get to that level and right. operate at that level. Right. And so from my perspective, if I get a call, I do want to know the details the same as I would if I was working at that level. And if a guy was yeah. doing that and he's making his living on it, he has a certain, like he has a certain value as a player, whether he's making his living, his mortgage or whatever, his rent yeah. off playing bass or not, his skill has a value that is ascribed to it. Right. And I feel like, well, so does mine. So I don't want to be treated a lot differently than that guy. I right. want to know like what the details are. Sure. And, yeah. and not to be like, I don't want to have a swelled head about it. I know, you know, that I'm somewhere in this like middle category of, of players out there, but you know, it just comes down to, I want to know that you're putting a value on, on having me there. Right. And it's not just, oh, well, if I'm free, I'm obviously going to come play with you because right. that is such a blessing. Right. You know, it, it just seems very yeah. egotistical from that side. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I would like to think that, you know, I, I make that kind of make the right kind of offer to other players. Like I recently mm -hmm. brought in a guy who was a, he is a well-known guitar player around here, around these parts, a really good player. And I didn't come to him saying, Hey, I, are you free such and such a night? What I said was, hey, I need a guitar player on this date for a gig at this point. Here's what they pay, and here's what you'd have to do. What do you think? Right. I I would consider that a respectful way to, to approach a musician. Yeah. You know, whose time I value. Right. So anyway... Um, that was, I, I feel bad cause I kind of like monologued there for a bit on that. Cause I just feel so strongly about this, but, yeah. um, what, so all this talk about caring about pay, I mean, we could come, I guess we could come off like the biggest jerks here. Like we right. could come off like really mercenary, right. like all we care about is the money. <laughs> like how does caring about pay make you look as a musician, like, or, or as a person? I mean, how right. do you, how do you think about that? Like, how do you reflect that back to the world? Yeah. 
I, I mean, I hope that, that what I, what I, you know, in those conversations, what I'm putting out is that like, ultimately it is, it is a trade, right? Like it's, it's years put in to certain skill set that you're putting out. They're going to get a product. Yeah. They know they're, if they're asking you, they know what they're going to get out. When you say, and when you say it's a trade, you're not talking about like trading pay for time. You mean like it's a trade, like a craft, like a right. craftsman's trade. Right. Like as if, you know, look, if you've got, you know, if you hire a, a carpenter with 20, 25 years experience, right? Like they're going to ask for yeah. a certain amount of money for work done. But what you're getting in, what you're getting in return is you're getting the experience. You're getting someone who, you know, hopefully, you know, is going to like show up on time, someone who's going to get the job done. They're going to finish it and it's going to be a certain quality of work and they're going to demand, you know, X dollars per hour or whatever that project looks like. So while it may come off as somewhat like cold hearted, there, there is that, you know, there's that value that, that I bring. Yeah. I mean, and that, that value is, I mean, that's what people are exchanging the money for. The right. fact that you're going to come and make their gig go well, like that's right. their expectation. And I think that, you know, that's why you and I, you know, we really concentrate in this, in this podcast about talking about ways to do that, right. To bring that level of skill you you know how your gear works. You know how to behave yeah. during a show. You know what your responsibilities are. You know how to be organized and yeah. how to do the right thing. Yeah. Because right? that raises your value. And this is a little bit like, this is kind of a, 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 a somewhat off topic, but, you know, I play with some musicians that will say, you know, look, we're getting paid X dollars, like on yeah. average for these, like, yeah. you know, kind of like bar type gigs. We were getting this back in the 80s and 90s and the pay scale hasn't changed yeah you know I, I don't mean to like kind of preach on this podcast but i think it's because no preach it brother we're you know we as musicians we often will just say yes before we know what that pay is yeah right and 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 the people that are making that are that are paying that they know that yeah they know that it's a certain night. They know who, you know, what musicians are out there and they know they can offer a certain amount and that they're going to say yes. Right. And that is a terrible position to be in as a negotiator or as, as a business yeah. person. Right. That's right. I will take whatever you give me is a terrible way to start a right. negotiation. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so as, so has the, has the issue of pay, like, has that ever separated you from a gig in some way? Yeah, definitely. I mean, Look, you know, those situations in general where you're where you're asked to be a sub for like a one-time situation. Right. And you've got to learn 20 songs. Yeah. And you calculate all the hours in, right? Yeah. That it's going to take to learn those 20 songs if if you want to make sure that you that you're keeping up your reputation. Right. And then you add in the travel time and the load in time and the gig time and the loadout time and then the travel time again. And you yeah. kind of pair that all up and you put it dollars to hours. There's been times where I've had to say no. Yeah. Yeah. And I think maybe, you know, maybe it came off wrong, but it came down to like to pay. Yeah. But because I'm looking at it like I'm never going to, I'm never going to, you know, I, it's those situations where, you know, you're never going to play again in yeah. that, in that specific group. And all of a sudden, you know, you've basically spent, you know, X number of hours basically. Right. And if you average it out, it's like, you know, three to $5 an hour yeah. that you're getting paid. And, you know, so I've, you know, I've certainly had to say no. And it, and I think, you know, I don't think that I've burned any bridges over that, but I, but I'm honest about it. Yeah. 
I'm yeah, up absolutely. front and I, and I will tell somebody because I think honesty is best. You yeah. Know? You're putting a lot of, if you're putting, a, you're fronting a lot of work into something that doesn't really have, like it's not the beginning of a, a relationship right. that brings more gigs. And there are ways to judge that, right? Like sometimes you know that like when somebody's making an offer like that, it is going to probably turn into more stuff or right. you can at least the possibility is there and it's enough that you're willing to invest. Right. So, okay, maybe I'll do this because it's going to turn into more, to more, you know, of a relationship down the road. Right. But without a very strong feeling of that, you're really like, you're doing basically all of the work up front for that gig and that is a that costs right and so you know ending up we're ending up the point where you're getting paid like three bucks an hour or four bucks an hour for all the time that you put into a gig is that's a pretty bad space to be in yeah and i think the ways to prevent that i mean there are a few ways right one of them is to just like basically constantly be increasing your repertoire so you end up putting less and less time in on the front end right right but there's a limit to that, right? Like you can't know every song. You can't know every song in every genre, right? Right. Um, there are guys who maximize their ability to do that and minimize their investment. They're, they're, they minimize their like the sunk cost yeah. by knowing the, to- the Billboard hot you know, 100 at any time, right? right? That guy knows all 100 of those songs and, and can walk in and basically do any top 40 gig cold, right? right? Just know the key and go, right. right? That is, that's a way to like offset that investment. But on the other hand, if you're in a market where people aren't doing a lot of that type of music, yep. right? Then it becomes like, well, what does that catalog look like that you should know? Right. Right. But again, the point being, that only helps you with that area of gigs, right? And then somebody calls you for a completely different genre. Now it's like, right. now you really are have to invest again, yeah. right? And what does that look like? Um, are there are there gigs that you'll do for free? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll I'll, I'll do I'll, I'll definitely do some some free gigs. I mean. Um, you know, it's, it's a short list, but I sound like I'm about to, I literally sound like I'm about to, Hey Dave, by the way, what are you doing next Friday night? (laughs) (laughs) This is is a setup. This is the biggest setup that ever happened on a bass podcast. Um, yeah, I'll do, uh, I'll do free, free gigs. If it's, uh, somebody that's close to me, that's asking as a favor and I have it in the room. I have it. I have the room in my schedule. Yeah. Um, I'll also do it, uh, for, you know, benefits that, that are, that I feel close to. Yeah. Right. There's some attachment. Yeah. Um, also like with, if I'm in a band that's playing regularly, we all kind of have that one throw in like, Hey guys, we're going to do this one benefit show because this is the one that I'm calling this, you know? So we may, you know, do four bandmates. We may all just have like one, we get to throw in a year. Right. And, and the whole line of like, yeah, it's for exposure. It, you just have to know it's not, Yeah, it just never turns out that way. Maybe, maybe you get a gig out of it. Really. It's just because you're just doing the, the free gig. Yeah. The exposure lie is probably the biggest one that ever happens. And every, everyone should know it if they don't already that, um, do, you know, there's, 
I've heard people say this a million ways. And, you know, one of the funny ones was, oh, I'm throwing, hey, I'm throwing this party at my house for like 120 friends. Mm -hmm. And um, you're a really good chef at a local restaurant. I know that if you come to my house and you cook, just, you know, cook for free, you're going to get a lot of exposure. Like those people are all going to come to your restaurant (laughs) and pay for your food. Like it is the stupidest idea ever. (laughs) Right. And the idea that musicians keep falling for it is just ridiculous. Right. Right. Yeah. But in short, I mean, I think I agree with you about the free gigs. Like it needs to be a benefit that I believe in, you know, if it's a cause that I believe in, or it's really important to the, the group I'm playing with, if it's a favor for somebody that I really care about and you know, right. it's not happening all the time. Like it's, it's a, there's a reason for it and it's a good yeah. reason. Um, there are, I, I have had occasions where I have come in and done a free gig with the certainty that I was going to get another gig out of it. Like it was right. literally with come and do this. Like if you agree to this, I am going to book you two more paid gigs right now. Right. right. Say yes and get those dates. Right. Right. And get the contracts, et cetera, et cetera. Totally. All that sewed up. Great. I'm there. Like, I absolutely, we can agree on that. Send me the contract for that gig, for those right. two gigs. Signed out. Boom, boom. We're done. It's it's in the can. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. that makes sense to me. It does. It does. And, and, you know, but I also do like the, um, look, like, I have a project right now that I play out with and i never get paid yeah right but i like it like it's fun yeah and that's the whole thing for me is just like either fun or money yeah and so if it is fun like you know i'm in it this this is the one that i saw the other night right right yeah but you don't do that very often either like that's not we're not talking about like you're doing that twice a month you're not getting paid that's like once in a blue moon Right. When it, when our schedules all line up that we're available. Yeah. Yeah. I'm there. And, and because that's like, that's the art, right? Like that's for me, that's the fun. That's the art. That's like a learning process. I have to put time into it, but it's, you know, it's fun. Yeah. You really do that for a very specific reason and it right. doesn't happen often. And it certainly isn't like, right. you know, people aren't like, oh yeah, Dave plays for free. So right. if anybody's listening to this from our local region, just be assured Dave does not play for free. Um, <laughs> so I play for food. <laughs> Let's be straight. That's one way to do it. I, I guess that food would have to be really good, but yeah, who knows? Was, so yeah. Was there, was there a time for you when, um, when that, when, when you changed from not caring about being paid to actually caring, like when it became an issue for you? Yeah. When I, uh, well, so I did that first paying gig in college and that was only, you know, that was my first, that was after my first year right. learning bass. I was, you know, playing for pay. And I think I realized I could, you know, play for pay and I did get paid from that point on pretty much all the time. Right. But the, I think the difference was that at a certain point, and I think maybe this was after I got out of college and, uh, for a couple years I worked around, you know, just worked in DC and I just had a job and I was doing the job grind. And I think this would have been around 1994. So like four years or so after that first college gig, Um, I got an offer from somebody to, to play with them and, uh, 
that that uh, started my thinking. Oh, these guys do this as a business. Like they came and recruited me for this band, and they were they were pretty successful. It was a good band, right? And they recruited me because they heard of me through a friend of a friend or whatever, and they got paid for for their gigs, and it was good. It was you know good money. They right. were essentially a band that really played only on weekends because they could always get a Friday or a Saturday night anywhere. Right. Um, because they were, you know, the, they really entertained a lot of people and yeah. had them buying a lot of drinks. So that makes them very popular. So sure. it was easy to get gigs and they, the gigs paid well. Um, so once I was in that band, I think I kind of, you know, picked up from the bandmates there who were, they were all like, you know, seven, eight, 10 years older than me, uh, that, you know, pay was not something to be embarrassed about. And that the only, the only good reason to do a gig in most cases was because it was paying well, because it meant that people were, you know, putting a value on your time. Yeah. And so I realized that was a completely legitimate way of looking at it. Cause these guys were all like, they all came from different walks of life. Yeah. Um, all of us did. And that was one thing that these guys really understood and passed on to me. Like they kind of built that into my thinking that, you know, if we are not getting paid, there better be a really, really damn good reason for that. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I think, I don't think there was a point where I went from not caring about it to caring about it. I think it was more, I, at a certain point I was made to understand that that was not you shouldn't feel guilty about wanting to be paid for your work. Right. There's no difference between that and the, any other labor that you're yeah. doing. Right. You don't go to, you know, you don't go to your nine to five. And then when your boss says, Hey, you know, you know, we didn't sell enough drinks. So, you know, no paycheck for you or whatever. Right. It's like, I mean, yes, right. I, know, I know there are, I know there are places where they're like, yeah, sales weren't good. And right. or the company is struggling or whatever. It's a small startup. I know those things happen, but in general, right. Right. You go to work and you get paid. Right. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What about you? Um, yeah. So I think it just kind of came at a point where my schedule was busy. Yeah. Right. Like when I, when it, when it started to get to the point where, you know, if I was booking a gig, I had to really look at my calendar and see if there were spots open and I'm sort of juggling like family and work and, and then music at that point that it, it just felt like, you know what? Yeah. I mean, I'm not talking about like whether I get paid or not. It was more about like, how much am I going to get paid and how much time am I going to have to put into this? Yeah. And that just felt natural. It never like was like a hard line for me. Um, but money is, you know, it's a, it's a difficult conversation sometimes and it's a difficult topic because we are kind of thought to think, you know, that it's almost like a taboo topic and, and that, you know, that makes it difficult on one end. Like if you're like, we're talking about how you get, how you discuss pay when almost as if like you're a sub or for, you know, if there's a band leader that's telling, that's asking you to do a gig for a certain amount. But on the other side of it, you know, there's times and, and I'm, and I'm fairly certain that you've been here, but there are times where you are the one booking the gig. Yeah. Right. And you're not talking about, you know, someone asking, you know, another bandmate saying, Hey, would you want to play with us? You know, are you available? But, 
you're actually talking to whatever, like the venue mm-hmm. manager, whoever's like man, whoever the booking person is and dealing with the conversation from that standpoint. Yeah. Right. right. So is that something that you experience on your end? Yeah. So I have dealt with venue owners and stuff as, you know, part of running my own band that definitely is part of it. Like, and there's a whole other level then to thinking about right. not just what, you know, what is the value, what is my value as a bass player? It's like, what is the value of this whole group? Right. And I have to think about what are the people's requirements for this act that I am bringing together, whether it's, you know, my band or, you yeah. know, something that's a one-time thing, like what does everybody need? How do I make sure I'm satisfying all of those requirements? I also have to be able to package that up and, you know, sell that to the venue owner and say, look, you know, here's what we're looking for. And I have, I've priced out of gigs that way sometimes. Like I've yeah. gone to them and said, you know, here's what we have to make. And they're like, well, we can only give you half that. And I'll tell them, well, you know, I'm sorry, these, the guys, these we're professional musicians. Yeah. And so, yeah, we don't work for that kind of, we don't right. work for that kind of pay. Um, Not quite in that way, but like, sure. I have to kind of beat around the bush a little bit because I don't want to sever the relationship because there's a chance I might be able to pull that out of the fire. But essentially, you know, I have to tell them, you know, if you want professional musicians, like if this band is great and if you want it, you know, you need to be able to pay for it. And if you can't, you probably want another act. We're probably not the right band for this place. Right. And that's a sad way to end a conversation sometimes, but I've had it many times at this point. Yeah. Or or I'll I'll tell a venue owner, you know what, if you have like a bigger event, something like an anniversary event that you're trying to like boost up and the budget's a little bit bigger, like definitely let us know where we're there. Like there's a way to put a positive spin on it. Yeah. And I think like for me at the end of the day, this, I mean, it's a bigger topic and you know, we won't go down the rabbit hole, but it is definitely like an extension of how you value yourself with money. Right. 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 And, and it, and it comes down to like the communication being as upfront as you can about it, knowing like what your bandmates, what their line is, yeah. right? Like having those conversations, yeah. like, no, kind of yeah. getting an idea as to what their price point is, knowing what your price point is. Yep. And then, and communicating with, uh, you know, cause a lot of times if you are with whoever's booking you for that venue, you might only have that time to talk. That's right. If you're talking with someone, you got to either close it like yeah. close the deal or walk and let them know like these are what our expectations are. Let's table it for yeah. another time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, absolutely. But it does come down to communication and it's okay to talk about money. That is, that is, if any, if, if you out there in the listening audience, if you leave with one thing from this podcast, I think you just hit it on the head, Dave. Uh, it's all about communication yeah. and being clear, right? Be clear. You have to be clear with yourself. Right. You have to be able to be clear with your bandmates and you have to be able to be clear with venue owners or other people who are in the pay cycle in some way. Right. Right. And when you can do that, you're going to find that you have a much clearer relationship with how you care about playing bass. Right. Right. Yeah. What a great place to stop. So I hope that you guys in the audience and um, and Dave along with me, we hope that, uh, that you guys have enjoyed this conversation a bit and, and maybe took something out of it. We would love to hear if uh, you guys have a, a different take on any of this or, you know, whether it's a, Hey, plus one. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Or, you know, uh, if, if there's something that you thought is way off the, the deep end, let us know. You know. One way to do that, just email us podcast at practicalbase.com. Go visit our website at practicalbase.com. There's a feedback form there. Use it. Let us know what you think. 
Uh, visit us on Facebook. We have a page there, Practical Base. You can also find us on the other socials, Twitter, Google+, even Instagram. Send us a picture of, I don't know, make a prune face. Tell us that you didn't agree with us. Or, you know, big smile. I, I don't know. Anything. Like, we love to hear from you guys. We get we get uh, all sorts of letters and, and comments from people, and, and we're looking for yours, too. We want this to be a dialogue, not just us kind of spitting wisdom into the mic, as it were. The best thing that you can do, though, if you are enjoying this podcast, if you want to see it continue, we would love you to subscribe. Um, visit our website at practicalbase.com. There's a subscribe link that will tell you everything you need to do. It's basically this easy. If you have an iPhone, go to your podcast app. If you have an Android phone, go to Google Play Music. Use an app on your computer, iTunes if you've got a Mac, Stitcher Radio, Player.fm, all sorts of places out there. Um, search for the Practical Base podcast. Practical Base. That's all you got to type in. You'll get our friendly black and white logo and hit that subscribe link. That's going to provide a new episode straight into your system, into your phone, into your mobile device every week without you lifting a finger. You don't have to do anything to the point. And of course, the best part is it's free. We don't charge for any of this. Uh, this is just our little way of giving back to the base community. So we hope you enjoy it and we hope you'll subscribe. And uh, until next time and our next exciting topic, I'm Paul Freelds. And I'm Dave Guzman. This has been Practical Base. Thanks for listening. sponsored by who are we sponsored by tonight we're sponsored by sierra nevada hello sierra sierra nevada sponsoring podcasts since never and definitely never again <laughs> oh my goodness first and last time which micro which microbrewery is going to be the next to not endorse <laughs> us let's find out let's spin the wheel of beer and find out <laughs>